Hey, you guys. How, how is everyone? This is Danielle. And just checking on you guys. I am literally at the ministry headquarters. I haven't been here for about a week. Oh, my goodness. Due to all the rain and the flooding and... Um, just checking up on making sure everything is okay in here and um, I'll be going by my sister's tonight to get ready to hit the road tomorrow morning and so with that said it's really been a a, a You know what? A victorious week. Um, I'm I'm speaking that. I'm not neglecting all the negative stuff that have occurred. So I, I just have to stay positive that all things gonna work together for my good. And God sees what the need is and I'm just gonna believe that what he has for me, um, he's working out and it's going to cause me to triumph victoriously, right? So, I just first want to thank God that I'm always, well, I strive to, let's put it like this up. I strive to be one step ahead of myself. And last month, my daughter reminded me about the war show this weekend, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm not going to be able to go. I got to get my tickets, yada, yada. And lo and behold, when I, when I scheduled my ticket for the July Awards, when we went to Baton Rouge, I went on and bought my Flex bus ticket at the same time. So... I just had to go through my email and print my stuff out. And I said, oh, my gosh, I already had that book. Um, it's a new bus service similar to Megabus. But Flexbus is just a charter bus. It don't have a double-decker. And you can get some good rates. And I got my seats for $2.99. Isn't that amazing? So with all of that said, Daddy had to know something was about to go down for me to have my tickets already right and I still wasn't gonna go because I'm like man I gotta take care of this I need money for this I don't have no money for here you know and they have money set for something else and I don't want to touch that because that's for the company for the publishing company it's just certain things I'm just not gonna mess with and so um one thing I want to emphasize that in most cases, God knows what we got to deal with, okay? Second of all, things arise for us to, like, really identify, you know, check it out, examine it. Like, my whole thing this year was observing reporting. Oh, my gosh. Did I have to do a lot of observing, a lot of reporting? <laughs> And uh, I'm going to bring my books with me. I'll take all this out because 
I'm promoting somebody that's not even promoting me. That's one thing I I have learned through this whole process. You know, it has to be a win-win. If somebody's not promoting you, why is you using all your energy to promote them? Unless they're paying you, right? No free promotion here. <laughs> Unless they're promoting you. And I be checking out the people's website. And, man, I be, like, promoting them and giving them credits and stuff. And I don't hear them never say nothing about Dr. D or Redeemed by the Blood Ministries. Or they don't refer nobody to my business. And it's like, why are you always reporting, um, promoting people that really is not for you? And I was like, oh, wow, you know what? You're right. So um, I know this is one area in my life that the Lord is dealing with me with. So I have my books and what I'm going to do. Look like these are already autographed. Wow. Okay, so these are already autographed. Most of them. So we're going to bring this with us. And I'm going to have a special. I'm going to do a live when I get back in town for Mr. Chicken. Let's I'm going to bring some with me, too. Um, and I, I guess that goes this way. Innocent Invasion. Let's do a lesson on that. And uh, next, I believe now... God is about to release me. Well, I ain't going to say he released me. This is what I heard in the spirit. This morning I heard in the spirit about grace. He said, I'm teaching you it's not of your works, daughter. It's by grace that you are saved, not of your works. I was like, whoa, okay, my works. You know, because sometimes we feel like, oh, I got to do A, B, C, D, F, G to get God to answer me on this one. No. Pray and believe. Ask. He said, whatever you ask him, ask the Father. In Jesus' name, he'll give it to you. Either we believe the word or not. And then you let God worry about how to get it to you. Okay. So, um, <laughs> I did that too fast, but I'm glad that came so I know what I need to do. I got five more extra days. So, um, just believe in God by me selling these books. That's gonna help me take care of some stuff here in the ministry. I'm believing God for a nice donation. You know, God talking to somebody, they just not obeying. <laughs> That's all I can say. He talking to somebody. But the ears just not open. They are not obeying the voice of the Lord. And I don't know why it's such a problem. Why it's such a problem, you guys? Just go ahead and obey the Spirit. But I'm going to share something. I saw this very interesting movie. And it's based on a true event. This is it's really happened. It's about a whole bunch of rape cases. Um... And it really opened my eyes. And I I, I believe that I got free 
watching it and some things that this young lady went through emotionally I can see why and it caused her to shut her shut down because she was being misunderstood people ain't let her really explain herself and then when she um, and then when she um, try to explain herself, they'll cut her off. Like with the hearing yesterday, the lady would ask me, is there anything else that I want to share about my unemployment case that I want to be entered into as exhibit, right? So I was just sharing. I said, yes, uh, all of this occurred due to the lack of response from not only the supervisor, but the doctor following, not properly documenting my status while I was seeing him. And so from one week to one week to one week, it caused my resources that's the benefits not to be paid and then when i went to apply for the unemployment you know temporary unemployment the company name was on there and the reply was that i quit and i did not quit they put me on leave of absence so while I was trying to explain that, don't y'all know the lady cut me off? She said, well, no, Miss Irving, I just need to find out related to your work. Are you able to work or not? I was like, yes, I'm able to work with minimum restrictions, meaning I'm not able to stand and perform the regular duties that I had before I had the work injury. She said, oh, okay, anything else? I was like... Okay, you just asked me if I wanted... So I just say I didn't say anything. So, I said all that because the movie that I watched, the name of it is Unbelievable. And like I said, it's about a whole bunch of rape cases that occurred throughout Washington, Kansas, uh, Colorado, uh... It was another state in that little full circle right there. And it all started with this one young girl. And because they didn't believe this one one, one young lady, this guy raped so many women, he became a professional with it, right? And I think after they say it showed like after five years, after five years, or was it four years? I know it was, it was, um, I know it was more than three. That this man raped all these women, I mean, all kind of women, fat women, white women, small women, black women. I mean, he just was on a rampage, right? Well. I'm going to tell y'all what happened on the next episode. No, I'm really, I'm going to come back. I ain't going to leave y'all with a cliffhanger.
Okay, so I want to talk about um, this. Going to go with the series, the real generational matters, purifying the bloodline, and so this segment here, this will be like this episode five, season one, episode five. Um, we're going to talk about trauma, uh, as I stated on the other. Um, the previous episode trauma ooh that's a doozy you guys uh, the last the last the last two years the enemy really came at me uh, to rehearse my trauma well, let's rewind. Attack me emotionally and mentally to the degree that it brought up past trauma. Let's put it like that. And so I had to deal with it. Um, it really brought me in a sinking place. If you guys been following me, I mean, they had some days that y'all didn't hear from me. Um, I was in, I was in a, a, a sinking place. Uh, still working, still, you know, trying to keep my mind focused on the now to the future. But yet, that enemy man, woo, Only thing he have is to pull out pull out the past shots on you, but you gotta fight for that. And so I mentioned this movie, uh, Unbelievable. It was a very interesting movie. It was based on two events, but it was it was kind of sad, but yet it made you really think about how many people have went through what that child went through and nobody took time out to hear her. So, it was so much stuff going on with her mentally. She internalized everything. And when she did try to speak, it didn't come out right. So, they misinterpret what she was saying. Um, they went on and put words over her to labor her. And it just became to the point where this, this poor child was a hot mess. Mentally. I mean... I don't know how she had made it that far, but she was trying, man. She was, she was really, she really was doing the best she can do. And she was like, okay, if, if this was going to take, so be it. I mean, she accepted the wrong when she didn't even do wrong. Just to appease other people, just like, I mean, and I was like, oh my gosh, I see myself in this. I was like, oh, ouch. I saw myself, y'all. I saw myself losing myself because how other people perceptions of me. And so because of that, you lose yourself. And she lost herself to the point where she just was getting up, doing what she had to do. And then the situations that occurred, right? 
they only saw her side. <laughs> they saw the bad, the the ugly on her side. They didn't see the whole perspective. Like, for instance, um, the job part. Um, the young man was blocking her. Now, he called himself he was playing, but he wasn't playing. Uh, he was um, standing in front of her and wouldn't let her pass. So, only thing she thinking about is like, oh my gosh. The trauma from the rape, right? Because she did get raped. She was 15, just made 16. She didn't been through all these foster homes. She was violated as a young lady uh, from one foster home to the next, you know, and then she got into some trouble. So they labeled her by the trouble. They didn't try to label her as this child is in the system and this child needs some love. This child needs more understanding than other children. Oh, no, 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 no. Once she did that one bad thing, oh, man, they made sure they highlighted that in every area that she went. So it was like a I can't win for losing moment. You know, that's how she felt because nobody didn't take time out, even her friends, even her friends, even her friends, and she thought that was her friends, and they say they understood and they had one guy, they had the one guy, I don't know if that was her boyfriend or whatever, I think they were just friends. And he did try to stick with her. But I think he got tired too, because he didn't understand why she ran out the store. He had bought he had bought them a, um, a milkshake. And what had happened was, because she was late, she was late getting to work. And the reason why she was late getting to work, because she was being traumatized while she was sleeping about this rape. Because really, it happened. But when she filed the report with the police ones, they was interrogating her like she was the rapist and not the victim. To the point where they were telling her, this didn't really happen, did it? This this didn't happen. You just want attention. You just want to work. So she got tired and she said, no, it didn't happen. See, we knew it. We knew it. Now you got to write another statement. She said, I got to write another statement. So it was like, because nobody didn't take time out to hear her uh, about the rape and come to find out the guy was a policeman. So he cleaned up, I mean, he cleaned them up, made sure he had no DNA nowhere. So they couldn't find no DNA with her. So they thought she was lying. She was making it up. But this child really got raped. This man really, oh my gosh. At the end of it, when they were showing the pictures and everything that she was describing, he took pictures of it. And it was horrible. And the officiated policeman, the the detective that was on the case, the other detective called him and said, oh, we have some photos for a case that y'all closed you might want to look at that again and he was like oh no that was a bogus and so the the other detective said no it wasn't we have hundreds of women that this this perpetrator did and when he saw the file the files you could see the expression on his face like oh my gosh because i can i can Picture him saying, oh, my gosh, that could have been my daughter, and I didn't even believe her. And he did go to her, and 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 it worked out all for her good. I'll share that later. 
But the whole thing I want to share about is the trauma part. We be so emotionally tied up within ourselves because of trauma, because things have happened to us through our life, starting from childhood. That's why it's so important, even with this generational thing, it's so important to groom your child young. Start them off young, right? Start them off young. Love them on young. Tell them that they're going to be this and be that young. Nothing negative. Don't curse your child out. Oh, it just gets to me when I see these parents cursing the child out, popping them because I just get the reflections, right? All right? That is so important because if the enemy can sow those negative seeds in the beginning when you're young, he knows that he can always go and dig that up and cause you to be traumatized. And that's what happens. And so from generation to generation, so if if somebody's mother is a prostitute and just doing stuff in the drugs, well, that word going to be spoken to the next daughter and to the next daughter and to the next daughter. And before you know it, they're going to start acting it out. And then once they start acting out, then they're going to begin to perform the acts. Once they perform the acts, it's going to be become of them. And then not what you have. You have a whole string of young ladies that just promiscuous sexually with addiction. Whatever that thing is in that generational line is why. Because it all started back with somebody. And so this young lady, poor thing, oh my God, my heart went out to her. She tried. She tried. Right? And, um... It had got so far that while these detectives uh, are putting these other cases together, they was filing charges on this young lady. Tomorrow she gave a false report. She had lost her apartment. You know, after foster home, she was she had became of age. She became eighteen now, and they gave let her have her own apartment. Well, she lost her own apartment. So she went out, she was trying to kill herself, jump off the bridge, but that didn't happen. And uh, cause it wasn't her time. God knows, right? Right? We be getting in them depressive moments. Yes, we do. I don't care who you are out there. We all have been there. You know? And if you haven't, live long enough. <laughs> That's what the old folks say. Live long enough. Live long enough. It don't matter what you have and what you get. Live long enough. Life going to kick you upside your head. And you're going to be like, whoa. And see, like, even like now, what I'm facing, this is a whole nother realm here. You know, I'm, you know, I'm speaking dimension and God taking me high and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, he is. But guess what? It's a price you got to pay now for it. You got to be able to conquer this level. That I'm taking you. Because this is where the bad boys are. And I was like, whoa. And then this morning when I woke up, I mean, I didn't hear the voice of God in a while. You know, but I was feeling impressions on things I had to do. It was like the Holy Spirit said, now today you got to do this. Today you got to do that. And then some days I didn't do it. It's like, I don't feel like it. I just, I don't care. I don't. You know, and that's how she was feeling. 
you know, some days she got up and she would look in the mirror and you could tell, like, okay, this is going to be the day that I'm going to be strong. And then throughout that day, something happened to push her down. I mean, to to really, like, push her to the point, like, what? what? It's not even worth it. Until she got in trouble. And it really wasn't her, her fault to get in trouble, but she... She met these people, and she wanted some beers. She couldn't buy it. She gave the guys the money. They were on, excuse me, they were on joyride. You know how that goes. Young people out there, y'all better stop going on joyrides. You know, police pulled over, and I think they was in a stolen car or whatever. So that got put on her record, and with that, uh, she was able to get some counseling, right? And I love how that counselor did it. So she was like, okay, how long I have? The counselor said, you have an hour and a half. Okay, so do I have to talk? She said, no, you don't have to do anything. We could just sit here. And so guess what? The counselor didn't even try to force her. They just sit there. She said, well, how long I got now? And she said, you got about 10 more minutes. Okay, she said, well, all right, so while we wait in the next 10 minutes, I need to go ahead and fill this paperwork out. He said, and she said, but I am interested in um, the whole reason why you're here because of the false report. And she said, I don't think no one would exaggerate that type of detail. You know, because I guess they had to send her the files, the, the therapist's files. And um, she said, do you mind? Um, you can trust me. I won't say anything. Do you want to talk about that day? Because I believe it happened. And so um, she looked at her and she said, well... The only thing you're going to do once I start talking about it, you're going to cut me off and you're going to tell me. She said, why would I do that? Why would I cut off an experience that have caused a havoc in your life, that have taken away value from your life? I'm here to put value back on your life. I'm here to tell you that you are loved and you deserve the best. You're a beautiful person. I'm here to make sure that you are healed from the trauma that caused you to be here. So she looked at her with this look like, is this lady for real? I'm just, I'm just interpreting to y'all. She said, is this lady for real? She really gonna listen to me? That's just like I had explained to you guys in the beginning of this year, like that young lady that sat before me, she was going home and committing suicide. And she said she prayed. She said, God, if I don't have nobody to sit here and listen to me today, I'm going to go and get my taxes done, and then I'm going home. Everything is taken care of. All the bills are paid. I'm going to kill myself. I'm going to commit suicide. That's what she told me. And she said I was the only one through the several months that she'd been dealing with stuff, mental stuff, that I was the only person that never interrupted her. I let her express herself the way she felt, what she was tired of, what was happening to her. Then guess what? That was about 35 minutes, y'all, of my time when I was at Jackson here. So you see how important it is, you guys, that 
we we can't be so quick. That's why I don't I don't this is this is it. My boom factor show. This is it. This is a whole different type of show. I know it is. But it's a type of show that's going to show you that hey, we all dealing with something. And we have these inner things that we we have to face that no one is not really taking time to hear us out. So we go about our day without a smile on our face and we're doing so good and we're getting our awards and we're writing our songs and we're doing our books, we're doing our ministry, we're doing our traveling. Hey, look at me, I'm on Facebook. Guess how many likes I got? Hey, I'm, 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 I'm loved. But on the inside of us, when we get home or when we get into that quiet place, we are traumatized. It's that inner stuff that God wants us to be free of. And a lot of stuff that was inside of me that God said, okay, now this is the time. I want you to let all of that go. It's going to hurt. It's going to bring you to a place that, whoa, you felt that you'll never have to go back and deal with. But I need you in this season for where I'm taking you an anointing of power that relies or reside in you that's going to come out of you. I need you to deal with this trauma. And oh my gosh, you guys, it did not feel good. I mean, I was in, I mean, if you guys followed me, you saw, you heard. I was in some deep places, man. I'm not ashamed to share it. You see, and these are the real things that we go through. Yeah, I'm, I'm smiling. Yeah, we do. I'm doing this. But behind the smile is the struggle. Behind the smile, I'm, 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 I'm pulling up on the rope, <laughs> the hope rope, <laughs> that God have the, have the Holy Spirit in front of me saying, come on, hold on, come on, pull up, come on, you can do it, pull up. And sometimes I'm sliding back down. And what I mean when I'm sliding back down, the enemy try to come and hit me with something else. Hit me with something else. Every time you think you get up, almost getting up to that tip of that rope to get out of that sinking hole. Here goes something else to knock you down at least two or three steps. See, that's what this program is all about. I'm not fake jaking with this. You know. And, and, it, and it's it has to be something because it's growing. The audience is growing. Some some of them, some of you guys are switching over to the the iPad, the Apple, and the Spotify. I don't know because it's easier. You can listen to it on satellite with your car and stuff, right? Um, so I appreciate that you're still listening because that is growing. Anchor, I have a few listeners now, but it looks like everybody else is listening um, on the other platforms. And I appreciate it. But this young lady, what time is on here? This young lady, oh my word. And I got the heat on because it's cold in his office. Okay, y'all. This young lady went through so much trauma. Oh my gosh. Poor thing. 
And she was just a little bitty old fragile young lady. She was just so fragile and precious. And she was trying, no matter what she tried to do. And so this one friend, she had one black friend, the guy, was trying to stick with her, but he, he, his patience ran out. His patience ran out. And I believe that what did it for her when he walked away from her. I think that really broke her. Now, what had happened, they put her in a warehouse because the news came out. The policeman made a statement saying that she did a false report. And they made a big old thing in that town about her. So she was embarrassed. She felt shameful. But guess what? The rape really happened. But because the police officer couldn't find no evidence, they took pictures, they saw the welts and stuff, but they couldn't find no evidence that she ever was raped. They even did the rape kit, right? And they seen when she had a sexual encounter, right? So they figured, oh, well, she probably, you know, invited somebody to her room. She didn't like it. They made her mad. So she came up with this rape to get the boy in trouble. And, man, they were just... And she was just sitting there looking like, no. It was showing flashback. And this man got her tied up and with the knife. I mean, it was, it caused her to have severe trauma. Till her mind was mush. She couldn't even think straight. You ever been in that place where your mind is mush? And when people ask you certain questions or whatever, and you can't even think straight, and you just like, okay. And they're saying something, it's like, okay, I've been there. I've been there. I've been there. Because they're not going to even allow you to even explain. And when you're trying to explain, they're going to cut you off. And they're going to tell you what they want or what they see. And they don't even take time out to hear you out. And then you shut down and you just say, you know what? Okay, if that's what you say, fine. I'll. Okay, what I have to do to make it right? And that's how she was. I saw myself in this child. Oh, but at the end, glory to God, I said, oh, I hope that, I pray that happened to me at the end of all this. Oh, did she get a blessing? She got a blessing, all right. So the guy in the warehouse, the guy was tall, the the rapist was tall, and the guy wouldn't let her pass. And then I think he called her retard or something. You know, say, oh, you're going to lie on me too and say that I did something to you? You know, that's the kind of remarks she had to deal with, with people. She lost all her friends. Nobody didn't want to be around her because when she mentioned it, which she did, honestly, was telling the young ladies, lock your windows, make sure nobody's not following. She was just trying to help other people, but when the policeman coerced her to the point where she wound up saying, well, no, it didn't happen, because they kept asking her, they repeated over again, and what you said about this, and how he did it, how many times, yada, yada, yada. You don't want to have to keep rehearsing all of that. you just been dramatized. i just been violated. So she shut down. She just say. She just looked, and the only thing she could see is this man raping her. And they talking, 
And so they was like, okay, so did this really happen or what? And so when she came out, she said, no, it didn't happen. You know, because she was tired. But you say it did. So she didn't say anything. Well, you got to write another statement. So she traumatized about all of that. This tall dude in the warehouse blocking her. So she rehearsing. The trauma causing her to rehearse to see the images of the guy again, right? Meaning the way she related to it that she was out of control and she couldn't be in control to protect herself. So she just stood there and you could tell she was beginning to be afraid. Then he gonna laugh. Ha 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 ha. I was just playing with you. I was just playing with you. And so she pushed him out the way and called him a MF and she just stormed out the store. Well, the supervisor followed after her and said, what happened? What's, what's wrong with you? You can't just leave out the store like that. And so while she was walking out the store, her best friend came. The guy bought her two shakes and said, oh, I bought her some shakes. Are you okay? And uh, she was like, leave me alone. And he was like, what, what are you talking about? What happened? Tell me what happened. You know, and uh, she said, oh, you're just going to say I'm making it up anyway. So it don't matter. I don't want no stupid shake. And so she knocked the shake out the boy's hand. And he said, you know what? I'm tired of your ass. I'm tired of your stuff. You know, I'm trying to be able to whatever. You go and do what you have to do. So he walked away. And so she got on her bike and then she she rode away. Whoa. So that was the last straw for her. When she lost that relationship, that was it. She didn't have nobody. Nobody to come in her defense except these two detectives from a whole other state that said, you know what, we're going to catch this rapist. And then they narrowed it down and say, the way the crime scene is, they say, this person has to be a, 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 a cop or someone that work in forensics that know what to do to cover their tracks, yada, yada. But they was, like, treading on uh, thin waters when you mess with the cops, right? And uh, through it all, you guys, they wind up catching the guy, had all kind of pictures, and it all started with her. If the police department believed her, when she said it in the beginning, all those women lives that this perpetrator invaded and just traumatized these women with this rape, it would never have happened. And oh, did she get a good uh, retribution of her life at the end of this story. Or oh, they had to pay her the city, had to pay her. That's right. So with all of that said, uh, I'll probably break it down in more details once I go into uh, each part of Generational Matters. Uh, But the trauma, that trauma, man, it sticks in you. And, whoa, I had a lot of trauma in me. I had a lot of trauma in me. That I suppressed once again. I thought once I had got saved and was getting delivered, that that was done with. But the enemy brought it back with a curveball. Oh yeah, he 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 sucker punched me, y'all. 
he brought that stuff back with a curveball and hit me so hard that my 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 mind was mush. So when I'm striving to try to explain myself and people cut me off, then that puts me in this little mode like, okay, they don't really care about me. They don't want to hear what I have to say. So I'm not talking no more about this. I'm just going to leave it alone. Okay, that's what you say, fine. And I, I catch myself doing that. But this therapist took time out with her and let her explain everything in detail on what happened to her. And guess what? It changed that whole young lady's life. So somebody out there, you got to find a confidant. You got to find somebody that you can talk to to release all that hurt and, 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 and the violations and the abuse to release all of that stuff out of you. You have to let it go. So you can think clearly. You can you can move on your toes. I mean, you can be up on your game. And that should be your end game. That should be all of our end game. To step up to our game. And none of this competition and what I've done and you know, it's just a whole lot of stuff. And they sent me an email. It was from Facebook. So they finally finished with my other Facebook, my personal Facebook page. Now I got to remember the password for it so I can reactivate it because it had some stuff on there that it was tripping me out. I was like, somebody didn't hack my page. This, this is not, this is not kosher. Not kosher at all. So um, take time out with folks. Don't be in such a hurry to cut them all. Let them, like like a brother of mine had said one time. Let let me put a period on my sentence. Let me complete my paragraph so you can understand the full perspective of what I'm trying to discuss with you. You see what I'm saying? Because even with the little minor discussion, you still don't know me. You don't you don't understand my experiences and that's why I think this way and I react this way. You don't even give me a time. You're not even patient enough. See, and that was the whole thing. And then she was able to express that too. She said, I could never find nobody that had enough patience to deal with me to even Well, she didn't say deal, I said that. She said, I couldn't find she said I didn't have no one to have enough patience like you to allow me to express myself. That was powerful. And so expressing yourself is really um, allowing a person to express themselves. How they really felt, what they went through, ABC, whatever that thing is. People, let people talk it out. I've seen it over and over again. People want to do prayer lines. Okay, that's good, but they're just going to pick it up and do it again. Let them talk this stuff out so you can call it out, bind it up, send it to the pit, the, the pit of hell of Jesus' foot, and, and let's go ahead and, and give God the glory for what he has done, right? And so that's my part. This is my little um, conversation part that we're going to go and teach on. 
more debts. You know, purifying the bloodline. Season one, chapter, I mean, chapter one, season five, I guess. And it's going to state chapel. you guys just start to do the boom factor and i am out i pray that you enjoyed this segment and i will talk with you guys later hi you guys this is Dr. D with the Boom Factor Radio Show. Um, just want to wrap this up for this segment of, about trauma and how generational matters. Purifying the bloodline. Um, I don't know. I was trying to share that earlier today. I don't know if I got distracted or whatever. But, um, what to do and how to really deal with it. Uh, It comes a... a, We deal with it through other avenues, meaning we we become workaholics. Um, You can hear it through our music. You can hear it through our writing. You read through it through our writing. We act it out. Our personalities mannerisms of different uh, I believe it really makes us unique in some areas because of the various traumas that we have smothered I guess is the best word to use Uh, they state that on the PAs, the PSDs from the military, they deal with it bad. But you know, even as <laughs> a lot of chaotic stuff is happening between some ages and stuff, because if you go to the source, it starts in the childhood. And so, if you don't have that loved one that's really there, help you process any traumas. Thank you, Lord. That's the best word you can use. Process the trauma. It, it have someone where you can really talk about it and not smother it. 
so you can be free of it. And when it comes back up, it becomes a healing process in there. Even if someone strives to use it as a weapon, because see, not an enemy takes it and use it as a weapon. That's why God tells us in the Word in Peter, I believe it's in Peter. Uh, I don't, I don't forgot what book it is, but I know it's in the book of Peter that the Father tells us to guard our hearts, and our heart is connected with our mind, will, and emotion. We have to, we have to guard it. You, you can't just give people your all as a beginning, like I'm normally do. You know, everybody, you know, like my daughter really, really gave me an eye awakening one. When we was talking one time. And she said, man, you got to reverse it. You got to reverse it. You give people an A-plus when you meet them. You know, you're getting the benefit of the doubt. But you got to reverse that thing. And they, they are F. When they come and you first meet them or whatever, they are a F. Because you don't know nothing about them. They have to earn your trust. They have to earn everything that they want you to be to them, they have to earn it. And I say, whoa, I ain't never thought about it like that. I ain't never thought about it like that. I say, whoa, okay, I got you, I got you. So, um, in this process of healing, in this process of healing, uh, it's very important that first of all, yes, you need that relationship with God where you can um, come into that still place, that safe place with Him and be open and honest with Him. Because, yeah, let's be, well, I got you all that and God knows. Yes, but it's just like our regular parents. They already know we're going to face different issues, we just don't know what time and day that the issue's gonna come, or has it affected you yet? Well, yeah, God knows the time and days and everything that's gonna happen with us, but he wanna have that dialogue with us to the point where, hey, she came to me, hey, he came to me. So now, we building a relationship, not just religion. Religion just gonna take that word, where the word say da-da-da. I think the word, we done beat up people so much with the word. It's just, it's just ridiculous. Like part of the movie, um, one of the detectives, um, she said, she was excited. She said, guess what? I prayed this morning. And so everybody was looking like, okay, like, okay, you was supposed to be praying anyway. But she was just saying, she sincerely prayed this morning, you know, and she said she was praying for the case. And it, it, it worked. We got justice for these ladies. Because they caught him. They caught his behind. He was, a, he, was a, he was an ex-policeman. And he knew how to clean up the scene. He made the women take a bath. He gathered all the evidence. I mean, it was like nothing never happened. So when they came in to investigate the cases with these women, they didn't take it serious, y'all, because of the profile 
it just didn't add up until these two ladies got on the case. Well, it really was one lady, and she connected with this other detective, and they bumped heads a little, but eventually they had a common ground, meaning that they wanted to find this, this, this pervert who's damaging people, women's lives, leaving trauma. I mean, because he, he talked to them bad, you know, and he had raped them for hours. You know, so he's literally having a moment with them. And then after that, he's treating them like they're nothing and make them go take a bath. And, oh, my gosh, it was just a ritual with this dude. So when we come in, in to that place of, of like, I see it like a magnet. Like, the real you coming in contact with the real you. Because now you got all the, the the junk out the way. You gotta cry it out, scream it out. You know, like I was being coming, I mean it's like everything that can come at me came at me and did come at me. To the point where I was like my daughter had FaceTime me one time, and she told me, she said, oh, mom, you can't give up. I said, I'm not giving up. She said, mom, you don't look good. And so that particular day, my spirit, well, my spirit was still hanging on, but it was my soulish realm. I was giving up. I didn't care. It's like, no matter what I was saying, no matter what I was doing, nobody was hearing me. And so I knew I was shutting down. I was like, you know what? I'm tired of all of this. I, I just I just don't want to talk to nobody. And then the next day she said, um, you know how Auntie looked when we went so-and-so? And I saw A.T. and I was like, ooh, something wrong with A.T. She ain't gonna be here. And uh, something else she was telling me, I can't remember. She said, Ma, I saw that all over you. And I was like, oh no, devil, you're not taking my mind with I was like, what? So yeah, other people can see. Other people can see. And that's, that's why it's so important that you be around supernatural folks that's praying for you, that's encouraging you and, and keeping you. I'm telling you, they have a sister that sends me an encouraging word every day. I mean, she... And I asked her one time, I said, is this a program you just put on here? They said, no, I literally typed in and sent that to you. Every day? She said, yeah. And I honestly can say, y'all, that it was one time she had sent it a little late, and I was like, oh, I ain't got no word from her today. I was beginning to look for it. Because it was plugging in. It was plugging in. It was giving me my spiritual shots to keep me going. She didn't even know it. She was giving me spiritual shots. And so that trauma, man, that trauma is connected to that spirit of depression and that suicide demon. 
those those demonic forces right there, man, they are strong. Man, they are strong. And you have to have someone stronger for greater than he that's in us than he that's in the world. God is greater. Right? The one that lives on the inside of us is greater than the one that's on the outside. And then you need your confidant. You need the people on the outside to be able to plug in when you need that plug-in. We was talking about that last week. The plug-ins. The spiritual shots. The, the anchor words that only God gave you that's written and inscribed on your heart. Holy Spirit bring those words back up. All that works together to keep you in that balanced place when you're going through a, a, a deliverance from trauma. And I'm going to talk about that more in detail in the book. Um, but I think that's all I'm going to share because now I need to uh, get ready to get out of here uh, so I can get ready for my ride and my little pass through thing so barely can see it and that's just another thing you can you be with companies and stuff and they don't show you no runway I've been with them since 2000 over 2020 next year and for real next year we're gonna be out this place for real we're gonna be out this place I'm gonna be in my own place my own property in Jesus name the devil is alive these people don't appreciate nothing they only look for a dollar you call them up anything about when you call them up and say look I'm gonna be late you give me extra days or whatever. That's when they start sending you letters. Like, they don't do anything until you call them. As soon as you call them or let them know what's going on, that's when the harassment starts. It's like, well, I shouldn't even say nothing. Y'all wasn't even bothering me. But, hey, that's just how I am. And look like when you, try, you strive to do what's right, even like with my job, you try to do what's right, and it's still coming up with all kind of liberty stuff. I was like, okay, whatever. And the hearing thing, oh, I might have to get on that on another feed on that one. The hearing officer wasn't even prepared. And that was just crazy, too. That was just, wow. Just crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. But, yeah. Yeah, that's that's it. So, let me get off here. I just wanted to, um, I pray I made my point closing out this little part talking with you guys um, give me some movie reference you can find that movie on Netflix I believe the title is unbelievable I told y'all during the series I'll be using movies to relate um, the other movie I was talking about last week was first kill I don't know if I did a reflection on that one yet that was mainly talking about fear and uh, all things work together for good and at that time 
it didn't look like it was good, but at the end, it worked out for everybody good in that movie. And so I was trying to parallel that with our lives. You know, we hear that scripture when things is going havoc in our life. We say, well, how in the world is this working out for my good? Then at the end of it, you see where I'm going with this? All right. So I want y'all to be encouraged. That's my word up word Wednesday worship and um is it Wednesday? Yeah, it's Wednesday. And I just pray that you guys had a lovely day. And I guess I'll chat with y'all in the morning. Head on to Biloxi, Mississippi. Well, I'll stop at New Orleans first because that's where the bus gonna stop. And then brother gonna pick me up and then we're gonna head to mississippi that saturday all right god bless love you guys i appreciate every last one of you um i feel the love and the prayers and i just want to say thank you okay god bless you and i will chat with you guys later this is dr d signing out with the boom factor and thank you for tuning in to The Boom Factor. This episode has been sponsored by Urban Management Group where they believe in meaningful relationship with all things done decent and in order. You can go and visit the website at www.urbanmanagementgroup.com That's with an E-R-V-I-N to acquire about the many services that they offer in accounting, strategic planning, book publishing, tax review, youth-inspired program, radio and TV broadcasting, expand your horizon with global missions, marketing, and website consulting. So we thank you for all of your help, Urban Management Group for taking part in sponsoring The Boom Factor. Once again, visit www.urbanmanagementgroup. Have an awesome day and stay tuned for the next episode of The Boom Factor.